Boogie now, rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Hello, guys. This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. All right, here we go. This is absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to One Nation Radio. It is the February 24th edition. James, what's going on today, man? Not too much. Uh, I mean, I guess, do you want to start off like doing some quick hits on what was on the shows, and then we'll go into what we're, I guess, I don't even know what we're trying to do after this, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, today, like, we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that happened this week, but primarily this week, I kind of want to get into doing some sort of theme podcast, and now... What would mean we and James we stumbled on a conversation I think that we should probably go a little bit more in depth on, and it's like the starts and ends of of each era of wrestling, and they're a lot shorter than um, we would think about in retrospect. But uh, going into starting with the some of the stuff this week, uh, James, I know is a subject you're particularly impassioned about. Was uh, Naomi had to hand back uh, the women's championship yeah. to Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Uh, what did you think about this? I thought, like, this is the biggest clusterfuck of booking they've done so far this year. Um, on, on, it is a multiple, it's a multiple front effort on how f- stupid this whole thing is. It, like, by all accounts, she can't, she could wrestle this match and drop the belt off to Alexa if they, if they so wanted to within the next, within those required 30 days, right? Yeah. So... They say, never mind that, just drop the belt and then, like, just hand it over like it's, you know, like it's not actually a valuable prize and then... Give it and up. And then we'll put it, up, we'll put it up on Craigslist or whatever for somebody to come claim, <laughs> right? Um, so, that that's one bad part. Like, you, a Vegas, like a Vegas champion's a bad, it's a bad fucking idea under any circumstance. So you should, you should avoid them under any, under any certain, uh, under any, um... Circumstances, circumstance, consequence, anything, right? So, you have that. You have the fact that the person that's asking for the belt back is Daniel Bryan, which only does only does make you think of when he had to hand or got forced to hand the, the, the hand it back after his injury. Um, There's more things we don't want to think about. Yeah, which is like, I mean, you know, ha, you know, sad doesn't draw. It just doesn't. So, uh, you have that. Uh, then you throw in, like, Alexa Bliss comes out, um, which is fine, she's a heel, she's supposed to, that's what she's supposed to do to get He's like, it's the same thing with the Seth Rollins, uh, and Finn Balor thing, when Finn Balor had to hand over his belt, just to let you know, like, we've done this before, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, uh, obviously, they, they put her in a match to have her fight for, which makes sense, you can't just be, you can't just pull out the bag of hands like it's like your Triple, Triple H, H. H or your Randy Orton, right? <laughs> so, uh, they uh, they have a match and they bring out Becky and Becky's currently in a feud with with Mickey James and Mickey James nowhere to be seen in a match uh, and pretty much she just gets beat clean. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so... Hit with she, the judo shop. Yeah, she, she, she gets hit with... 
she was just in a few Alexa Bliss where she kept getting screwed. She got kept getting screwed or caught slipping, and letting people like just watch and know like she's getting caught slipping. Like she's actually better than Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And then she gets pulled away from the feud with um, to get into it with Mickey, and they have her just lose to her clean. It's like okay, so now now like the top baby face in SmackDown and just, on that in that division is just it's like just lose clean. Okay, Buns. Cool. right? Uh, it, it's just and then like. After she after Alexa wins it and walks off, now she has no she has no opponent she has no nothing and then Mickey is there and it's like so Mickey was just like there but ha- had no reason to even didn't didn't help Alexa her friend get the belt which means like so Mickey is now just like a she might she might is she a challenger. They didn't even do any tease like she stared at the belt or anything like they did Randy Orton later on in the show. It's just uh, she just basically her opponent just lost clean, so like her opponent looks like shit. So like she's in a feud with a person that's a fucking loser. It's like this is a no win for anybody that was involved in this situation all the way around. <laughs> it's so it's like and oh and to top it off, the day before on Raw they had a they had the their women champion in a in a a, a storyline thing where. She's debating one now. She should give up her belt as well. Yeah. So it's like, so not do, only do is this bad for all, everybody involved, you're also, this is also bad, this is also like you're basically just riffing off what was on the other, on the A show the day before. And also, um, in these situations, there are direct contradictions on both sides in the male rosters. Uh, in Naomi's situation, they brought up the 30-day rule. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. where the fuck was the 30-day rule when Brock Lesnar was a champion uh, from SummerSlam 2014 to uh, the Royal Rumble? Well, actually, it's not a champion. And I, and I okay. Talking, when I was talking about this on um, on the thing, Simon brought it up to me. I was like, I was like okay, cool. I, I'm, glad, I'm, glad you made, I'm glad you made that correction. However, like my, still, my point still stands. Like This is one less month, and that's still like from September to January. Right. And my whole argument was I don't see how a title gains value by being out of sight. People like, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it, to me, it's out of sight, out of mind type thing. Exactly. Um, they, and then on the Raw side, uh, the blatant contradiction is Charlotte won all those matches by cheating and they never were, was going to Charlotte and say, hey, you need to give your belt back. So, right, as far as Bailey concerned, yeah, yeah and, and you know Bailey's been watching this company for twenty years, seeing belts won through fuck finishes and yeah. stuff like that. So why Absolutely. would anybody else have to hand their belt back? That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But enough of that. That uh, we had a battle royal on SmackDown. Um, it came down to AJ Styles and Luke Harper. Um, botch finish. Yes. Um, at the end, AJ clearly went out, but they're gonna have a match next week. Uh, AJ Styles and Luke Harper, which should be a threat for TV match of the year. Um, you think so? Luke's, think in, Luke's do, in awesome th- shape right now, and I think they're going to go down and get it. You think they're going to outdo uh, Charlotte and Bailey from Raw the, a week or two ago? I mean, they could, yeah. I mean, I mean they could. I mean, it's AJ Styles, I you mean, know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's the, the big rig, Brody Lee. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, that could definitely happen, but, like, you know, I mean, well, how about I say? You know, maybe, maybe you're probably right because this is SmackDown after all. This is Raw, run in, <laughs> <laughs> run in, distractions, distraction, roll up. I we I think we stupid. could we we could see some type of weird finish uh, with the Wyatts. Yeah, of course, with, with the Wyatts. And, the lights go off. Yeah, you know, the lights go off, and Shane McMahon come out, and bullshit happens. But 
Um, I enjoyed the Battle Royal. Thought it was a good thing. But uh, the best thing on SmackDown for me was the beatdown of Nikki Bella by Natalia, And they had a nice 14-minute match. And yeah. they beat the hell out of each other. I thought that was a pay-per-view quality match. Yep. It could have been on WrestleMania. Uh, I, maybe, you know, they would have had an issue with the, the stadium size for going backstage and different things like that. But that was a WrestleMania quality match. Uh, Natty came out with the win after Maurice beat on Nikki with the lead pipe. Uh, setting Nikki off into, you know, the storyline with her. And, uh, you know, uh, who else we, what else do we have going on? We had... Kevin Owens cut a big uh, promo on Goldberg. Yep. I uh, thought it was very good on his part. He's wearing the suit, looking kind of serious out there. Yeah, you know, ch- heel champion, authority champion, put him in the suit. Yep, with no tie. Yeah. Uh, not too many words for Chris Jericho uh, on his on his behalf. We'll say that for like two rounds from now. Right, when Jericho comes back to fuck him at uh, Fastlane or whatever. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see what else it had. We had Sasha and Charlotte had a pretty decent match, and then there was Braun Strowman in the Big Show, which featured Braun Strowman kipping up and Big Show. You know, this is awesome, chance before the lockup, James. What the hell happened? I guess he ain't never seen two guys that big lock up before. I don't know. It's just, I mean, they advertise it, Braun Strowman. People like Braun Strowman. I mean, he gets to do cool things, including like you know, put guys in fucking danger. <laughs> but, uh, bro, like I'm still, I'm still, uh, like that match wasn't good. Like it was okay, it wasn't good, but it was okay. Like it was passable for like it would it, it been a it would have been a passable match on TV on any slot other than like a top of the hour slot or a main right. event or an opener. It yeah. would have been, been a perfectly passable match, but I mean they put it in the main event, they advertise it, whatever. Crowd was into it, which made which made the match better. It's crazy. Like, imagine the match if the crowd wasn't into it, we would have been like, "This is the drizzlingest of shits." And then um, the odd dynamic with Strowman and Reigns is people want to see Strowman beat up Roman Reigns. Yeah, and, and they're getting it so far. Like, he, you know what he, that means? Yeah, knowing their booking, he, that, he, he, that, he, that bill can, that that bill about to come due. How can he? <laughs> how can he overcome this this monster? Oh man. Um. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, I think it's official. People are turning on Enzo Mori and finally seeing the fucking light that One Nation Radio has been trying to shine. This little light of mine out here, we are going to let it shine. Enzo Mori was kicked in the face by We got Sheamus. that crew tonight. We yeah. got that crew tonight. We got that all of You know, lay it down. <laughs> right. And that, so shit, that shit was a unifying um, cause in our Facebook group. Uh, the Wrestling Square Circle. What's up to everybody in there? Um, we, you know, we got some thank you Seamus chants. Yes, we do. Which I don't know how that ever uh, would have occurred otherwise. And Cesaro was like, cool with it. That was like the best part. Cesaro was like, well, fuck him. Like, you know, he's trying to ruin my match last week and expose the business. You know. Um, he's such a bad wrestler. Enzo Amore. James, these guys, like, they... Where are Cass and Enzo? I, I feel like they need to get Cass away from him as quick as they can. Well, my, my thing is this. They need each other. Like, if Enzo is on the, is out there by himself, he's quickly, a, a, like, he's pretty much a jobbing heel, right? Um, and then if Cass is by himself, like, he's literally just 
there. He's, he's, he's a, like a he, not as good Baron Corbin. He's just tall. Yeah, and you can't teach that. <laughs> like he's just tall. He has a better. I mean, he has a better. Phys, I mean, when he's in shape, he has a better physique. Typically, has a better physique than uh yeah. than Corbin. But like, he's not. He's not as good of a wrestler. He's not as good of an athlete. Like he's clearly there just to like finish finish off hot tags. There's nothing else really there. Um, we had the uh, <laughs> we had um, the tag team champions get absolutely fucking massacred by Roman Reigns. Which oh, yeah. is you know you know I forgot about you that. know why fight one man when you can fight two? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty. I think we pretty much got it all covered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless there's anything else I can think of. Nope. Paul Heyman cut a great Paul Heyman promo. And yeah. We'll see uh, Rollins next week. So we'll see what happened with that. But um, on to more pressing issues. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, pretty much since the beginning of WWE till now and try to figure out when the these eras. WWE, we're, well, going back, we're going back to fucking no, Buddy Rogers no. dropping the belt. No, we're okay. not going to do that. I to say, God damn. We're not going to do that. Uh, I misspoke. Uh, I'm not out here trying to watch, you know, Argentina Rocca and, you know, who else? Luthez and, yeah, like you said, Buddy Rogers, you know. Uh, we did have some other deaths in the wrestling world this week. Uh, on top of uh, George Animal Steel, it was Ivan Koloff passed yeah. away, who defeated Bruno in 1971. And also Nicole Bass. Uh, Nicole Bass died? Nicole Bass died, yes. Uh, Rest in peace to all those folks. Uh, But we're going to start, I I would say, you know, the the main era that, you know, we would affiliate with the modern WWE is obviously to start WrestleMania. And a year before that, you know, Hogan. So Hogan comes in. um, Pretty much he saves Bob Backlund from a beatdown. A month later, he gets a shot at the Iron Sheik. And defeats him pretty promptly. Of course, there's a legendary story about the Iron Sheik th- uh, being... Uh, he was told by Vern Gagne, I believe, to break Hogan's legs. And then, you know, for a payday. And then, you know, he declined as a shoot or whatever. And then he did the job to Hogan. And Hogan's the champion. So, in 1984, they go national on the back of Hulk Hogan and things like that. It's funny because, like... I don't mean to, you know, just bring up somebody that brought this up about, like, they don't, complaining about how they don't build guys or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I say to myself, like, okay, so, Hogan, Hogan comes back to WWF, and what, like, this, I want to say he shows up in, like, December, like, a couple days after Christmas, Mm -hmm. like, the week between Christmas and New Year's of, like, 83, and then... And then, like by, by like before before February of the next year, he 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 becomes champion, right? So it's like, look, bro, you don't need to be that. Bill shit is not really a thing. Just do it. Just put, just just do it. You know what I'm saying? Unless like, it's just, Roman Reigns. Like just come out there and just and just do it. Like don't don't let people know what your whole game is. Just bring somebody out there, legitimize them, and run it from there. Right. Um. And I would say you know that started in 1984. You get WrestleMania built on on that brand, the first one with the uh, the tag team. Yep, match. you get the tag team match. You get Hulk Hogan and Mr. T with Snooka in the corner uh, against Roddy Piper, Paul Ordnorf, and who was the third guy? Bob Orton. 
Cowboy Bob or Reindeer's dad. Yeah. Uh, Ace. Yeah, that guy. And, uh, you know, it was like a big thing with the MTV and the crossover appeal. And, you know, and there was a lot of just cartoon character kind of guys around. Like, JYD was around. Different stuff like that. I mean, it was the 80s. There's a bunch of stuff in the 80s. Right. Like, just, oh, hey, Coco Beware. Um, Dusty Rose and Polka Dots. Um, the Ultimate Warrior. Right. Like, I mean, obviously it's the 90s, but like, it's 1990. But like, the Undertaker's <clears throat> a wacky gimmick. Um, it's a dark gimmick, but it's a wacky gimmick. I'm trying to think, what else is some weird, wacky stuff? Uh, oh no, that's the, that's the 90s. But, yeah, like, there's a, there's a good little stretch of the 80s going into the early 90s. It's just, early to mid-90s, it's just like wacky. Like, Macho Man's a wacky gimmick. Mm-hmm. At least the shit he wore was wacky. <laughs> right? Like, you want to say, yeah, he's, he's crazy and all that kind of stuff. He, yeah, well, cool. He, cool, yeah, but he's also wearing, like, these gigantic ass robes, and and then all of a sudden he drops the robe, and he's wearing like cowboy hats and streamers everywhere, right? And, and he's coming out to the graduation song, <laughs> like dude's nuts. So, so yeah. if we were to put a lid on this, like you know, looking at WrestleMania one, two, and three, I okay. feel like there's a cr- there's a stark difference between WrestleMania three and then drawing a line there and making WrestleMania four like a second era within the eighties. Because you get the rise of Macho Man into the main event at that point. It felt like Ford, looking back, it always, you know, it it always looked to me like Ford was like a reshuffling of the deck. It's like, they built WrestleMania up and then 3 was like the biggest thing ever and then 4 was like, oh, what do we do next? Right. How do we... Uh, let's have a tournament. Like, let's let's uh, let's have a tournament, and then we'll put the biggest match ever on in in, in sometime in the tournament, and then like is a what was it a double countout? Yep. Yeah. Or a double disqualification. Double disqualification, and then we'll like we'll move, we'll, we'll make another guy. Yeah, and I, you know I always wondered like because of DiBiase and like you know there was always talking that he could have like they were choosing back when, back when he was before the, before he came to WWF and he you know he was NWA. And he had a baby face. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to figure out, like if whether he was going to be champion or or Flair, and then it would be Flair again because it's Flair. Yeah. Um. Like you wonder, like how close is anybody ever been closer, like than DiBiase to like deserving the belt and not getting it? Because like he either, when he came in form. ridiculously hot as a heel. Like I I don't know about you, but like looking at the Million Dollar Man when I was a kid. And just, like, looking at how mean he was to people and just, like, that dude, like, he, he was so good in the ring. And then he was just menacing. Like, and then also he was a slave owner, essentially. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about a bad guy, yes, he, he was up there. Yeah. Like, and also, he also got to throw in the fact that you knew that this dude had a shot of winning the belt because the whole gimmick is he's Vince McMahon. Yeah. That's the whole gimmick. Yeah. So you're like, all right. At what point is like go, going back now, looking retrospect, like no, we know about like all the like weird in, intro secrecies, intro secrecies. Yeah. I can't idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. Damn, I can't talk today. <laughs> like going through all of the all of the weird stuff, events. Like, how did that dude not like go through his egos? Like, yeah, he's the guy. Right. Uh, there was another couple guys there. They had Hogan and Savage, and you know they were the thing. But I, I would say one, two, That's and three cool. is, Vince, is, is his own era. In a time when there was Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, so Vince McMahon became Maybe. fucking champion. Yeah, okay, and, and he gave Triple H the belt. 
Um, <laughs> no, they, Vince became the champion yes, himself, yes, though. Yes, like himself, that too. Yes. It might have been a week, but it still happened. Uh, so I, I would draw a line in the sand after WrestleMania three. Okay. And then WrestleMania four and five are together. I would say even six is together. Possibly even seven and eight. Like, nah. For me, in my mind, like when I think of it, I think seven. I think seven through nine is like. I would say eight is the start uh, start of the new one. Like, so we would go WrestleMania four through WrestleMania seven is like the second era because Hogan pretty much is exposed after WrestleMania seven to me is like okay, this is a little long in the tooth now. And then by the time WrestleMania eight comes, you got Shawn, Undertaker, and Brent. Each beating, I wrote this in the column as well in the past, Shawn Michaels defeated Tito Santana, stalwart for the old era. Uh, Undertaker defeated Jake Roberts, and Bret Hart defeated Roddy Piper. Right. I feel like that's a clear, like, you know, and and it's also, quote-unquote, Hogan's last match, or whatever. Right, but the reason why I said, we go through, we're just going through WrestleMania, is the reason why I say, um... There should be a line between after six is because like that's clearly the pass under the guard of where it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be the ball was given to Warrior and like they had to quickly take the fucking ball from him because he fucked because he was like, <laughs> cause he, like they were they were losing money. They were losing money. And he was, yeah. Him as a top guy, but and they had to trick, go back, right back to Hogan. But mm-hmm. like like that was basically like that was the only time Hogan ever just basically like just lost clean, just lost yeah. clean. There's yeah. no shenanigans. He just loses. Yep. Um, he like that was like the first time they were like there could be something beyond Hulkamania. Like yeah. so, I think that really matters. I mean, because like this whole thing is built off the back of Hulkamania. Yeah. And during that time, we've got like I said, we had uh, Shawn Michaels breaking out of the tag team division, Bret Hart breaking out of the tag tag team division, uh, the Undertaker debuting. Um, who else? Flair comes in, different stuff like that. So it's it's a massively different WWE. So yeah, if we went with that line after WrestleMania six, I would say there's another there's a hard line after WrestleMania eight. In that case, but, okay. So uh, from there, because I mean all the guys are oh okay. So Flair Flair goes back to WCW. Yep. Um, Macho Man's not even on the card. Yeah, yeah, like. He uh he wrestled in that match at WrestleMania, and then at SummerSlam he was he done after SummerSlam. Ninety three, or was he in the he was 92. in the Rumble in ninety? He was in the Rumble in ninety three. That's right. Okay. And then they didn't let him wrestle at WrestleMania, WrestleMania nine. Exactly. Okay. Um, so ninety three is clearly the start. WrestleMania nine. Um. I, actually, no. After WrestleMania 8, there's like a hangover period. They're still trying to, you know, figure it out. They crown Bret Hart as the champion at this time. Uh, Flair leaves the WC, back to WCW, as you mentioned. Um, Hogan comes back, uh, and they try to, you know, just scrap to what what's always worked. His business is kind of going in the tank. We talked about this off-air, like, it was yesterday. Undertaker became a face by 91, right? Or 92? Like 92. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, the... Wait, when I, he fought Snooki, he was a baby... He was a heel? Or baby face? He was a heel. Okay, when he fought... Uh, Robert, Jake the Snake. He's a face. Okay. Alright. Um, they, uh... I felt like WrestleMania 9 was like the... You know... 
they had they put the belt on Hogan, but time was clearly taken. Like the next era was like you know about to take off, and by Kane to Ring '93, I feel like we get the start of the initial you know new generation era, and that's the same night uh, Hogan lose the belt for the final time, and that period, and he's never seen until like 2002. Bret Hart has three matches in one night against three different uh, opponents that, you know, if you're looking for multiple matches on a pay-per-view, um, I don't think you're going to get a better performance. Like, if you had to wrestle three times in one night, Hitman was crazy that night. And he was, you know, he was like, yeah. I'm the man. Yeah. Not Hogan. Whatever that Hogan shit was, like, I am the guy now. I am the standard of excellence in WWE. Yeah. And also, you throw in the fact of like, yeah, like that's pretty much what like Hogan's done. He's good, done with the company, it, or whatever, because you know, he's about to testify against Vince. Yep, about <laughs> to snitch. Like, like, there's never been enough made out of the fact that like, yeah, that man's about to go on trial and like, was about to go and give testimony to the feds, like that could implicate Vince. Like, no one's ever made enough of that. Like, bro, if I never saw, if I was Vince, like, I don't understand, like, I, I don't understand, I would have never brought that man back, ever. <laughs> ever. Like, fuck, c- fuck coming back after your AOL contract runs out, fuck bringing back the NWO and the invasion thing, like, fuck giving, uh, especially fuck giving you the belt back, uh, like, after, after the rock thing, like, hell no. Like, you're just, you're dead to me forever. Like, remember when he used to do the video package before he came back, like, after like, he was still in TNA, when we came back and did the video package, like, right before every show? Mm-hmm. And, like, they, you see, like, like, my, you see, uh, like, Flair, or you would see, you would see certain guys or whatever, but, like, you were like, damn, Hogan's not on there, that's weird, or whatever, I mean, like, but, oh, yeah, that's right, like, he's in TNA right now, he's right. in Pepper, can't, he can't, can't really, really you it. know. Like, dude, I, can't give him no bringing, time. That, bringing that man back for WrestleMania 30, never, fuck no, no. He's dead for me. He's dead to me. Uh, now, after that, like I, I feel like the new generation is kind of split into two different parts. Personally, you think so? Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much the Brett side and the Sean side. Mm. Okay. So from '93 until 1996, I feel like unquestionably, like even though Shawn Michaels is, you know, he's having the ladder match and he's like winning the Royal Rumbles. During um, a couple of those periods, Brett won one as well. Uh, Brett Hart from 1993, uh, the King of the Ring, until WrestleMania 12. If you're talking about pay-per-view, if you're talking about winning the championship a bunch of times, being the man, it is Brett Hart. Right. Um, but the thing is, do we even consider that an era? Because like that, like, or as far as getting to that second half of it, like that's literally one year. The I it feel was like Sean part. That's even one year. Is that even worth mentioning? As you just I say, would say whole, because the, the whole thing still runs. Up, because like when we get to the end of what most people think is like the, from new new generation to attitude era, like it's all based about it's all based around Brett. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that no knock against Sean. Like Sean was great. It's just like we're still like the screw job. Is, it I always mean, ends it's, badly it's, for these guys, doesn't it? Yeah, this is what we're noticing. Like, when, when these uh, eras change. And I think that's going to become more apparent the further we go. <laughs> Don't the end of this? Yes. <laughs> like, it, like at the end for each guy, like, Hogan, like, leave, basically leaves the, con- the, the company in disgrace. Like, he's not doing a job. Uh, he's basically thrown out the company, losing to Yokozuna. Did he ever explain the Black Eye thing at WrestleMania 9? 
supposedly they said it was a parasailing accident, but people like to say it's an urban legend that Macho Man whooped his ass or something, and he showed up with a black eye. So who knows the truth on that? That one, we could be being worked. Yeah, um, that sounds so far fetched. Like, you know, like do you remember what was it? Was it two? What SummerSlam was it where Del Rio showed up with black eyes? Two thousand thirteen, maybe. Who was he fighting at thirteen? Was it? Was that when he fought RVD? Christian. 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 Ah, yeah, that match is good actually. Um. So, like, in the new generation era, so, so, um, there's, uh, there's a point, you know, King of the Ring 96 where Austin kind of starts to take some real estate and starts building up to basically assassinate Brett and Sean, and he has to go through them, so. I mean, that's the reason why I'm saying, like, so much of it is still about, it's still so much about Brett, because, I mean, Brett loses the belt at WrestleMania 12 to Sean, and, and, like, getting to, it just getting through, the, like, all of that stuff is, like, all of the back talk about getting to the screw job, and then after that, it's like, okay, so Brett fights, Brett fights Austin at, what, 96 SummerSlam? Brett fights Survivor Austin, Series. yeah, Survivor Series Survivor, 96. Yeah, that, that's the hugest thing. And then the whole time, the whole run-up is all of a sudden, like, you get to, what, January, like, what, late January of 97? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the rematch of the uh, the rematch from the year before the main event, and then all of a sudden, Sean was pushed for the injury and lose his smile, right? <laughs> so then, like, they have to scramble, and then they spend the whole, like, they have to scramble around Vader and Undertaker and Sid and Austin and, and Brent, and then it leads to... One of the, what, five greatest WrestleMania matches of all time? Yeah. And then you go from there, and, like, you have the heel turn thing, and then you have more of the Sean versus Brett stuff. You have the, the basically, like, the rise of DX based off the fact that, like, they're cutting, Sean and Brett are cutting promos back and forth against each other because they hate each other. Sunny days. Yeah, sunny days. You're a bunch of degenerates. Um, the wheelchair, the, the wheelchair chair, super kick thing that where he goes over on time. Yep. Uh, Where do you think we come to a stopping point here? It's got to be Survivor Series, right? The screw job? Yeah. Yeah. For me. For me. Yeah. yeah. Like, to me, like, the screw job is the most influential, like, thing that ever happened to w- in, like, WWF's history, like, post, like, outside of, like, the beginning of Hulkamania. Outside right. of, Hulk- like, it's Hulkamania 1, and then 2 is that, because, like, there's so much things, like... Because it 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 signifies the beginning of the beginning of like the transition to Austin being the guy. Like it's like oh my, it's like we're hard to die for this shit. In one sense, you'd be like, damn, we had to get rid of our top guy. That second time, like we always get to a point where like yeah, like Sean is clearly like we had to go through all of this shit because of like. Sean and like looking at Sean sideways and, and he's on drugs all the time and he doesn't want to do jobs and oh it's time for him to do a job and he wants to retire okay like your back is actually hurt, your back is hurt or whatever and, and then like because it's so weird when the, the cast match was at Josette's Royal Rumble Royal Rumble 98 Royal Rumble 98 so he does a thing or whatever and by all accounts is he wakes up like a week after that match is all of a sudden he has this debilitating back injury and it's like but you look at the Raw right after, he's, mm-hmm. like, jumping around and carrying motherfuckers. And, like, lifting, <laughs> and lifting stuff up, like, while, while cutting promos. 
getting ready for Austin. Yeah. Um. So, so it's like if you're them, you're like, oh, you can do it again. And that you know, you hear, you always hear the story about Undertaker like sending Gorilla yeah, with the safe face in case that man ain't trying to do no job. Right. right. So it's like everybody's just sick of Sean. It is like can we like. It's like it's almost like he burned down the whole thing so bad it was like we can't even trust Sean. We're just done. We're just moving on to another guy. And right. like if Sean, like if we'll make Sean a second guy, and if even if he'll be here or not. And mm. then like and then they hit the, the biggest star they've ever had yeah. for any like short amount of time. So uh, we're going hard line after Survivor Series '97. So yeah. that's going to carry us through WrestleMania 14, where Austin wins the championship. Um, Austin, you know, on and off with the title for the rest of 98 until he's stripped, uh, where the rock, we start getting the rise of the rock pretty much. And as him and triple H pretty much race against each other to see who's, you know, going to be next. And of course the rock won. And, um, and from there, you know, we go, you know, to the rock and mankind who also gets, uh, in there. And then we get back to Awesome Rock as a, the generational matchup uh, for in 90, 1999's WrestleMania. Do you think that if Austin had been healthy, that they would have just went with with they would went back to back Austin Rock mm, at WrestleMania main events? No, I think they would have gone Triple H Rock and Austin Undertaker. Hmm. Because, like, the, those are the even two guys they, Even that, though they had already been feuding in 98, uh, Undertaker and Austin? They did that as baby faces. Uh, there was a period where they fought in 99, in the beginning of 99, and mm-hmm. then both of them went out with injuries. Right, that's been news out here starting to sacrifice Stephanie and shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, maybe they do that. Um, so, we're still in the same era there. Too, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> So crazy. What's worse? If what's worse, the human sacrifice, uh, the 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 marriage sacrifice of Stephanie Man with the Undertaker, or the or the freaking date rape thing with Triple H. I would say the human sacrifice thing. I mean, they're both fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah, like, but not by much. I would say, I, you know what? I would choose. I still choose like. The, I still choose the Triple H date rape thing. It's like mm-hmm. okay, so like he just has a woman, a passed out woman's body or whatever, and then he makes jokes about how many times, not 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 if it like how many times constantly made like so. Really, that's that's what happened or whatever. Yeah. As opposed to like you see everything that happened with with Stephanie and Austin saving her or whatever. I, I, like this, like looking back, like Triple H has been involved in some really fucking terrible, crummy. Yep. God, awful, terrible, you should write a letter and shut this shit off uh, storyline. <laughs> like, like Kate, the fact that, like, Katie Vick is so much clearly worse than the Stephanie McMahon one is like, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so, through there, obviously, you know, most people say the Attitude Era ends after uh, WrestleMania 17, yeah. uh, where Rock and Austin finally is equals at, by that point. Uh, they go ahead and decide to you know, make uh, Steve Austin a bad guy. You know, because that's what we want to do. We all want to boo uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think if he turned heel, it would have been as bad. But I think the main thing was like... Alright, check this out. It's not that he I... turned heel once. It's that he turned heel fucking twice. That's what he... <laughs> that's, the, that's the real problem but here. 
I, I mean, I have no real context because I wasn't watching it at that point. But like, looking back, it's like, wait a second, you mean to tell me you motherfuckers came up with the idea of making the greatest heel, of, like, the greatest heel of all time in the history of the business, this man, to face off with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was your biggest baby face you ever you ever created, right? And your idea to shock to, motherfuckers, to, to shock, to swerve on motherfuckers, were to have these two people who have like. They've literally they they they've gone through wars and all that kind of stuff. Basically, like in like understatement. They, instead of both of them turning face, they turn both of them heel, and they hug. It's like okay, where's the frosting to go after this? I mean, they, they, uh, uh, the whole down. Thing, the whole, that's what <laughs> that's I where it is to go. I understand the whole like their idea was to later do the invasion angle. But like the invasion can't work because everybody you got everybody you brought back from the make car guys like you didn't bring back the NWO you didn't bring back Flair you didn't bring with you um, uh, Goldberg you didn't you know what I'm saying like you didn't bring Sting yeah so it was like all right what do we you know during the attitude and then you, then you, you know you treat Taz like that because he's short yeah. Uh, during the Attitude Era, like, the wrestling wasn't the greatest in the world, uh, and there was a lot of bad television, uh, that was on there. I, I challenge you, you guys to go back to the network and just, just watch a random episode of Raw. Do you think that's because, like, the styles and the ideas and how they, how they all did stuff at these different, those three different companies, like, and, like, because of the instruct, like, do you think that's because management was like... We're gonna do this the WWF way, whatever the fuck you did on out I, here. I think that, it's like, exactly never mind that. that. Like, like it because it's so weird. Like when you hear about like because DDP is now going to WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to hear that they were so they they thought that he couldn't work because he was scripted matches. When it's like okay, so he can't work because he's scripted matches. Meanwhile, like one of your Mount Rushmore motherfuckers. Was the was the king of OCD who was out here going through drilling drilling this WrestleMania three match with, with the steamboat for right. like a month or whatever before before it happened? Right. But like, but he's the guy that can't work. Look, and you know what they would say? Oh, so you think you're Randy Savage, huh? Like, and it's like that's not the case necessarily. But it's like, then, why is it cool for him to do it and not me? But but the thing is, like, okay, so the dude is by all accounts like he's one of the most positive people of ever, of all time, like. He also knew all these other guys that were in the biz beforehand. Like, is it? I understand it's a political play because he was a Bischoff guy, but like, I don't understand if you if he's one of those guys that's like, I have a guaranteed contract. I'm ripping that fucker up so I can come, I can still work right. because I'm because you know he started to build business so like he was already old older. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like stay relevant and keep my shit out here where I can still r- wrestle. And then y'all treat y'all give him like one year. Like treating like shit, like Undertaker poo poos them or whatever, <laughs> and then like they just ask them. Yeah, um, it's so weird. So like, um, after your Attitude Era, you get that whole invasion thing, and I don't really think that occupies really any space. It's like an outlier exhibition part, like of wrestling history. Uh, that you know, but, time until after WrestleMania eighteen. But in theory. It should have been the dopest shit ever, though. What was that? Yeah, in it should have been. In yeah. theory, like it should have been like the NWO. The NWO meets like the production quality of WWF. Right. I feel like the the next era do starts. Think, do you think their whole thing was just like we can't afford to have them? 
them look cooler than us. That, and they don't want to upset the uh, the pay structure, whatever the, the fuck pay, that but, meant. But the pay structure... Would have paid for itself no, but I get, by drawing. No, no, I know, but I get the pay structure thing, but it's like... Let's, let's put this... I get what you're saying. Like, they should have brought in the guys that are making big money, and then... They don't want to have to go and have to go to the, the, come to and renegotiate with Austin or Rock or Undertaker or Triple H or Foley. I understand that. Never mind that. Leave those guys at home. The guys are making big bucks. Cool. If you're going to bring those guys in, then you need to. If you're going to still do this angle, then do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't don't fuck have, around with it. Do it expeditiously. You, you can't do it half ass. You know what I'm saying? Like. We're, like, I, I seriously want to be afraid of, like, we can't have Taz, you know, I understand we brought Taz in and he killed Angle in his first match, but, like... We can't have that shit. But we can't be having that on a consistent basis. Like, we can't have, um, like, we can only have these guys be the guys if we move Austin and, and Triple H over to that side and then, come, and then like, run it like that. Like, we'll make our, our WWF stars the WCW, ECW stars and then, like, at, like, that's equal footing. It's so is because if we just have our guys on one side and put their guys across us, well, their guys will be looked at as cool. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it seemed like a politic play. Like they just wanted to crush it because it's some WC. Like it's it's not our stuff, so we'll kill it. Yeah. And then also during this time, I feel like we get the start of the next era in the first ruthless aggression era, like with Brock Lesnar debuting the night after WrestleMania 18, and them going into the first brand split. Uh, which they shat on the whole concept originally. Did he win the belt like? Did he win the belt like literally in four months? Yes, he won the belt at SummerSlam 2002. So, right. I, if you want to call the night after WrestleMania when he showed up destroying motherfuckers at the beginning or the SummerSlam in the beginning, but he was already beating dudes that whole time. No, but I mean, like he literally showed up in April and then he was a champion by by August. Yeah, quick. Quick, do it expeditiously. Yep. No, 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 not of this. We're gonna put him in. A, we're gonna put like not a our champ, our heel champion needs needs heaters. So we'll put our we'll put our guy in a faction with these guys, and then have them run run around for two years, then break them up, and then have the two other guys we don't want to be the guy feud each other, and we'll free hit this guy up, and then like and then do what they did yep. after years like you telegraph that shit I mean and granted like you shouldn't have to worry about telegraphing shit but like if it like don't play the long game just fucking do it uh-huh. it's okay Kevin Owens came right in and beat John Cena it's okay and I I, I want to say I, like I argue like towards the uh, end of last year before Survivor Series that in retrospect, they should have just like went ahead and let Roman just win at WrestleMania 31 and got it over with. If they wanted to make him a man the whole time, just delaying really, if it. If they wanted to make him a man to begin with the whole time, he should have just be, he should have just beat Batista in the arm and threw him out at WrestleMania at uh, the Royal Rumble of 2014. Call audible. Like, yeah, he's, like <laughs> he's the guy you want. He's he's never going to better. Like, how many times are you ever going to better reaction than what happened at that Wrestle at that Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Call audible. People are gonna be bullshit. People might be bullshit about it, but like at that point, like you got your pretty, you pretty much yeah, got your rea- you pretty much got your hot baby face and your reaction the same way they, um, Orton got it. it. Was like the guy that we don't want to win, and we see this what y'all want is about to win, and this is bullshit. We're mad about it, and then the other guy throws him out, so we will be okay with whatever decision. Like I don't think we would have turned on him that way. Um, 
uh, we also get the rise of like SmackDown being really, 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 really good during that time yeah. where uh, you have Edge and Eddie Guerrero having regular having regular rules matches with ladders in them and shit. Yeah. Like when they come, <laughs> come to SmackDown Six, yes, it was what like it was Angle Guerrero, uh, Edge, Benoit. Benoit. Chavo and someone Chavo's else. Chavo's part of the six? I believe he was. That, that can't be true. I, I believe he was. That can't be true. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, like that can't guy. be true. I believe it was Chavo, the last guy, or Christian, one of the two. Oh, no, 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 no. I will look again. it up. Let's do this again. Undertaker, Angle, Guerrero, Benoit, Ray. Correct. Because it was the Los Guerreros, like, like Guerrero was, was hooked up with Chavo. And then it was Angle, Benoit, Edge, Rey Mysterio. Okay, so in retrospect, we're going to call that the SmackDown 5. That's <laughs> bullshit. Um, and then on that t- time, Raw is fucking dying a slow death because of the Triple H reign of terror. Is the never-ending Triple H being the champion, uh, which I, I still consist isn't as bad as the 2000-era Triple H. No, it's not. What year is this that we're talking about? Like 2002 through kind of like 2000. Isn't that when Steiner comes in? He has that terrible match. He has that that pretty good feud on TV from what I've seen, the segments. And then like the match stinks. Yes. Okay. Um, During that time, we got WrestleMania 19, which is the end of Austin. Uh, And he pretty much never tells anyone. At least Sean came back, though. That feud was good. Sean did come back. Yep. Uh, Sean and Triple H. like That was a great feud. And it went on a long time. Uh, it pretty much stretches from the middle of 2002 through 2004. And these guys, you know, Triple H, uh, it's Triple H and Evolution running wild. Uh, you got Goldberg showing up for the first time. Uh, you got the end of Rock and Austin. And then, you know, Jericho kind of getting his second run, you know, as sort of a mid-card guy again after failing as the champion, quote-unquote, uh, Possibly one of the the weakest book champions that we've How long ever was he seen. Champion? He was champion for about four months, from December to the end of WrestleMania. All right, bigger champion, Jericho or Ambrose? Ambrose. Who's booked weaker? I didn't believe Ambrose at all as a world champion. I believe Jericho as a champion because I was like, I knew that man was raw all those years, like as a wrestler. So I, I could I could take it serious. At least they gave Jericho some W's over the over the year, two year, over the like what three years he was with the company or two years he was with the company. Mm-hmm. Like Ambrose, like no, we talked about this before. Like I still think he's probably like seven. Like as, since the Shields split up, like on pay-per-views, I still probably believe his win loss record is probably like six six lock, like six wins below five hundred. Uh, like for his for his solo pay-per-view career, like that's awful. Now, I feel like we, we reach an end of the road at WrestleMania 20. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to say, and as I mentioned before, it's always like a weird ending or some type of bad situation that ends it. Like, Brock Lesnar decides, fuck this shit. I don't, I'm out of here. And he leaves in 2004. Goldberg and then, says the same thing. Yes. He, he was like, you know what? This WWE shit isn't for me. WWE says, you know what? This Bill Goldberg shit isn't for us. And also, we get the rise of... Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero to the world championship level, which I will get to later, but there's a lot of similarities between the 2002 through 2004 or 5 era. Uh, it's 2011 through 2014. Um, mid-2011, that is. Uh, and during this time, we've, we're getting the rise of Cena in you know 2004 with Batista getting hot. 
and these guys kick open the door at WrestleMania 21 and both win world titles on the same night. And, <clears throat> yeah, Triple H kind of, you know, hands them over, you know, what was his, in a sense. So, we'll get to it, but do you think, like, Benoit, like, the radicals, the radical guys pretty much were, like, the transitional champions that, like, they're the guys we're going to make the champions or whatever. Or you can include, mm, well, no. Uh, those guys were, like, the transitional champions, like, until they can get, like, until they get the OVW guys to get to get there. Like, the same way, in the same way, like, you can say, like, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are, like, the champions until we can get an influx of talent, which turns into be, like, the Shield guys plus Bray Wyatt. Yep. Okay. And and maybe AJ Styles is like a lifeline right now. You know right AJ now. Styles is AJ Styles or Mysterio. Hmm. Comes in later. Yeah, like, comes, comes in, a in bit later, later than those guys. Than like the radical guys. But like he's a guy that like, he's a champion and he's and he's still fantastic. But like that makes great sense. Like that's a, that's just a great parallel. Um. So uh, the 2005 through 2007 era, you get uh, Edge rising up from being a tag team guy to being a world champion during this point. Uh, it took me forever to figure out how Edge, like, did it. Like, when I put all his backstory together and all that, I was like, wow, that's like, you know how you say Daniel Bryan has, like, a great career arc. Edge also does have a great career arc because he starts in the tag teams, breaks out into, like, the mid-card. Then he kind of becomes, like, overqualified for the mid-card at some point. Okay, what year does Jericho, I'm sorry, what year does Christian, um... Like Chris, the, what year is it when they do the WrestleMania match between Christian and Jericho? That's based on two thousand four. Jer- yeah, it's based on the Jericho Trish Stratus uh, Lita Christian deal. That's yeah, WrestleMania that's, twenty. That's twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the meantime, between time after that, what exactly was Chris? Or was like, what is that? It was Edge doing while Christian was Edge was that? injured. Ah. That's when he had the first uh, neck Fusion. injury at that point. Mm, okay. And then when he came back, um, he came back and and he was able to turn heel. And he was there in the summer uh, fighting with Randy Orton. And it was just kind of like, wow, Edge has been a babyface for, hell, like five or six years at this point or whatever. I, I, well, they were like heels as a tag team guys, but he's been the same babyface Edge for pretty much three years at that point. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to the next level, much like Shawn Michaels before him, uh, he had to turn. So, mm-hmm. you know, he did his old thing where he had his rise. Also, we get uh, JBL. Uh, that that also transitions from 2004 to 2005. Um we're all over the place here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Hardline. WrestleMania 21 is the birth of a new era. So, that would probably be... They're still doing massive amounts of blood on TV. They're yeah. still doing uh, lots of headshots and cheating and all that. Yeah. I would say that runs until, you know, 2000... The summer of 2008. Uh, where they officially go to the PG era. Okay. And... So that takes us through 2005, uh, WrestleMania. 2006 is WrestleMania where Cena defeats Triple H one year after Batista does. 2007, he gets rid of Shawn Michaels. Uh, And then 2008, you know, there's Edge and The Undertaker. So, like, you know, Edge got his time. uh, Cena got his, and Batista pretty much got his. And I would say those are the three guys from that point working with the guys from the previous eras with Undertaker with a Triple H and with a Shawn Michaels. Okay. Um, 
so in the middle of 2008 through there there is like uh you know Randy Orton's like you know finally recovers from you know his <laughs> his sad sad state of affairs over that year they lose uh Kurt Angle at this point uh well they lost him in no, 2006 lost yeah, yeah they, they lost, lost him in 2006 uh Eddie Guerrero died before that obviously Benoit died as well uh in you know, the Ben Wah thing was what, two thousand seven? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two thousand seven. Um uh, you know Do you think the Ben Wah thing is a part of P- of them moving to PG? Or yes. no? How much how big of a part? Do you think it is like I, if one, I had to put a percentage like 14, on it? Do you think it's like do you think it's on the like third on the list or do you think it's like thirteenth on the list? It's probably like seventh on the list. Okay. Um with a hedge. Yep. <laughs> so we got 2008 through 2011. So summer 2000, SummerSlam 2008, I would say, is the new uh, PGR port part. So that brings us to WrestleMania 25, uh, WrestleMania 26, WrestleMania 27. And I feel like there's a stark difference between what WrestleMania 27 was and what WrestleMania 28 was. And mm-hmm. I would trace that, you know, the 2008 through 2011, that's probably you don't, you my don't, least favorite era in wrestling. But you don't think, like, based off of, like, when they, that, like, right after, once they moved to 23s, when they started going to, like, those gigantic stadiums, like, the football stadiums for WrestleManias, instead of, like, the 22 was in you know, Rosemont. Yeah. The All-State Center or whatever. Like they, you said and, 2007? Like, basically 2000... Two thousand seven. Yeah, that's when they got the stadiums. Yeah. Or do you think that's premature? I think that's that's premature because um, while they did get into the stadiums in two thousand seven, there wasn't really much different about the product. The same cast of characters was there. And by the time two thousand eight comes, like you get rid of Ric Flair, you know, mm-hmm. you. Uh, Jericho comes back and he pretty much carves a bunch of real estate at that point as a big main eventer the way he never really was before. Um, like I said, Orton is fixed by 2008. Because um, if you look at 2007, he's just kind of like, he's in a money in a bank match with Edge and then <laughs> they're not really like there. Uh, 2009. What year was, was RKO or... Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to say that was like the end of 06 into 2007. So in that 2008 through 2011 period, we see a lot of like experimentation. We see, you know, Batista step away. We see uh, Rey Mysterio kind of go in and out at that time. Uh, We get Alberto Del Rio's debut. We get Sheamus. We get, you know, Swagger, Miz at this time. And, you know, there's something different. Shawn Michaels retires. Uh, and they have two big holes to fill in Shawn Michaels and Batista and, Hart, and Edge. And Bret Hart comes back to the company. Yes, and Bret Hart comes back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else you have. You have Daniel Bryan showing up. Yep, he like, shows up in 2010. Uh, when, when does Morrison show up? They they showed up way earlier actually. Like him and Miz together. Yeah, Daniel Miz is out there wearing them fucking jinkos. Yes, he was wearing wearing some bullshit. Yeah, this shit was awful. And that haircut was tall too. Yep. And then um, I would say the next line in the sand obviously comes from the pipe bomb, if you guys are following along the timeline. Uh, the day the pipe bomb happens, it's like, 
wow, we have a next, we have a new megastar, it, or we should have at least, um, in CM Punk. And he was he was one B. Yeah, he was one B. And through that time, it was like, wow, I don't I don't really care about anything. Like I know Roxanne is coming at this point, very excited for it, but I'm like, yo, this dude CM Punk is like. He's like Shawn Michaels to me. Like, like I, I'm, I'm watching for him. Like at that point, and that that whole period lasts. Uh, in retrospect, it lasts just over. Like the 2011, you know, that point point kind of bleeds into the Daniel Bryan story. So, to me, the end of CM Punk was at SummerSlam 2013. After the Lesnar match. Yeah. Because, to me, that was, like, his last great match in WWE. Um, and also, you know, 2012, like, or in the same time, you get Cena being, you know, elevating higher than he was and bringing up, fighting all the indie guys, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no more edge for him to fight. There's no, they, <clears throat> they keep him away from Orton through much of this period. Uh, there's no more veterans for him to run through at this point. Um, the matches get a lot better during this time, Shocker. I would say. <laughs> uh, you know, Ziggler is around, and like, like yeah, we said, Daniel Bryan, Brock Zig- shows back up. Yeah, you have, you have Ziggler, you have, uh, you have, okay, what we end up getting in that time is like, you get Ziggler, you get Cesaro, you get, um, the show guys come in. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of quality wrestlers. And then you have, like, other people that come in from time to time for a brief spell. Like, Christian has, his late, has like, the, the, great, the, greatest the, run of his, the greatest run of his career before he, like, before it all goes bad with the concussions. Um, you have RVD stop in from, like, for, like, little stretch runs. Jericho pops in from time to time. Yeah. Lots of good wrestling around that time. Yeah. The, uh, I, w- I would say that one pretty much is through... Uh, Ju- July or June 2011 through WrestleMania 30. Uh, I, I've never been more like oh, hell, invested even, in in wrestling. You even had you even had really really good big man matches like like you talk about Mark Henry. Talk about, you, like yeah, you talk about like that shit we got on uh, what's it called? Like we got on Monday with, with Big Show and like Big Show and Shape and and Strowman. Like that's like that match was cool, but like like people. What was that? Was that was that Survivor Series? It was. It was, uh, was it was Vengeance and Survivor Series. Oh, the one, no, the, the one that where the mat, the the ring goes to shit. That's Vengeance. Yeah, Vengeance. No, that mat, and they and they remember they, they continue because they they got they they got that feud the TLC where Brian cashed in. Right. So like they had three mat, like a three month feud. Whatever was the Hall of Pain versus the WMD or whatever, and like. At that point, like he had put him on the shelf before. Like anyway, there's talk too much big show talk about. Yeah. yeah. Like they like those are big man big man matches that are like actually worth a damn not well, not that shit. <laughs> um, and you know the what would you say like is the transition point? Like I would say the bad thing that like kind of happened to end that 2008 through 2011 period. I would say I guess you got to look at Edge's retirement. Um, you got to look at. I, I, I mean, Their main event scene just fucking collapsing. I mean, generally speaking, most of these things end on end on a bad note. But I would say, like, the clear transition line is the pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you want to say that, like, the fact that Miz main events at WrestleMania is that is the be- like 
Like your your main event scene collapsed. Like you had to put like, a Miz in there. If you want to say that, then sure. I mean, well, that's not really true because. But he was awesome. I mean, no, but his thing, you you don't. That's not necessarily true because if they wanted to pull their head out of their ass, they could have easily put Triple H versus Undertaker as a main event in that card if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But they said no. The Rock is the Rock is going to rock bottom. Uh, is John going Cena. to rock bottom John Cena at the end of a championship match, so that has to go on last. It's the only thing that like that's the only justification for putting that match on last. Mm-hmm. Um, and motherfuckers aren't flocking all the way to Atlanta to go see the Miz wrestle. Fuck out of here! <laughs> like, I love I love the Miz as like as a talker, but like it, he was wrestling, not talking. Right. Um. Then we get to WrestleMania 28, which is like. The WrestleMania three of our era, <laughs> <laughs> like like the the, the big pay per view built on the big matches, brother, and you know drawing and. I, but I find I mean I, I get what your point is, but like it's still sort of disrespectful because like Rock Cena, like you say what you want to about it, yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as Hell in a Cell or it wasn't nearly as good as Jericho versus Punk, but like that was a good fucking match. But look. It, look you put that shit next to the minus four stars that is Andre versus Hogan, and there's no fucking fuck <laughs> well, no. That match is so much. Better. Like that match is so much. Like I don't give a damn about. Oh, it was you know twenty five years of difference, and those guys work different, bro. They're they're on completely different levels, and then motherfuckers I hear pretending like selling for how long is that match? Eleven minutes. Eleven minutes selling it. I can't. I can't power. I can't uh, power slam this motherfucker. Me and I'm out here getting bear hugged forever. Yeah. And ever. And ever and ever, and then I finally do do my move and leg drop this dude and pin him, as opposed to going back and forth. WrestleMania, yeah, so it's what we got at WrestleMania 28. Yeah, uh, and during you know this time at WrestleMania 28, you get the rise of Daniel Bryan, who pretty much takes the baton from CM Punk. Quick, quick question: before Yeah, you get to that. The Rock at WrestleMania 28 has Hogan ever been a better wrestler than The Rock at WrestleMania 28? I'm sorry, has Hogan ever been a re- better worker in the ring than Rock was at WrestleMania 28? I, if, I'm not counting anything in Japan for you I'm, guys I'm listening. I'm only counting WWF. Yep, we're only counting WWE. I'm not counting that man out here trying to work with, <laughs> with Fujinami and shit, yeah. like in Muda. Nah. Um, there's actually a match I was watching the other day where he where Hogan does like the uh, Del Rio arm bar, like the spinning joint, like, like the spinning arm bar. And he flips a dude over. Yes, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, I would say the Rock's uh, definitely is a, a superior worker to Hogan in pretty much every. Uh, on, even then, yeah. even then, Rock does not like working coming to the bases. No, yeah. just like back, just him. Just like, roll out, big power guy. Yeah, uh, I'll okay. take the Rock. Yeah, thank you. Um, among other things, um, <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is defeated in 18 seconds, which kind of leads to... We fucked around and got him over. Yep. And now WWE thinks that now just new generation of guys, like, that's how you get all the baby faces over. They no. Are, they aren't like, unless they're, like, unless they're, like, literally picture-perfect movie, future movie stars, like, you have to get them over by beating the hell out of them, like, yep. on a consistent basis. Which is like, no, that's, that's not how that works. So, the... Era with that. With that said, um, Daniel Bryan pretty much takes over the baton from CM Punk in the middle of 2013. Like I remember during this time, I think it was after WrestleMania. I don't think you were watching regularly, and I think I would like no, plead no, no. with you. I stopped watching 
like in the lead up to WrestleMania 29 for like so I missed like probably like three episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like the one where it's it's the one in particular where they have Bret Hart and I think Shawn Michaels and somebody else and they're like judging right. like The Rock or whatever and that ends with like The Rock giving Cena a um, rock bottom. The rock bottom. I didn't watch that episode. Right. I remember I was like after WrestleMania I was like pleading with you I was like please watch this man like Daniel Bryan's like this man's on a whole nother level now like it's like it's, it's happening like something special is going on right now and that was like I want to say that he had the, that match against the real Americans and he had a match against Randy Orton and we knew like yo this guy it's happening I'm trying to think was that match before was that match well no that was after the, the they told the gauntlet match right yeah, the gun match when he beat Jack Swagger, and then he has the, the his, his moment Cesaro. with Cesaro, which was unbelievable. And then yep. at the end, he right back disqualified, he, disqualified yep. right back. Yeah, that was during the, the authority was in, so that's like after SummerSlam. But um, what Daniel Bryan is doing at that point after WrestleMania is he's still feuding with the Shield, and then Randy Orton gets involved um, at some point. <sighs> Yeah, and then like, it was like I'm not the weakest link. Yeah, I'm the weakest link deal, and then like there's a little bit of the dazzler thing off t- on on the freaking YouTube channel or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah, and then it starts in Daniel Bryan feud, Daniel Bryan Randy Orton feud on TV, and then Zena's like, also and, coming down from like that zenith point he was at as well. Well, I don't know if he actually is or if it's just like his his elbow's bad. Mm-hmm. Who does he feud? Who does Cena feud with after the after he beats the Rock? Ryback and Mark Henry. That's right. I remember the right. I remember the Ryback one, and then that match was actually really good. That was the last match standing match. It was a three was stages a, of hell. Ah, that's right. And then they had. They also did have a last man standing match as well. Okay. Yeah. Because wait, was it was third stage a hospital? Or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, uh, ambulance. ambulance and yep. he ate him through the freaking roof. Of yes, the buried that man. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, at that point, like, Cena ends up needing that elbow surgery, and then Daniel Bryan on the other end is... And I wonder about this. Like, if if, if it wasn't for the Bella Twins, does, does, does Cena, like, realize that Daniel Bryan is that hot and then, like... I wonder if he... I wonder if Vince say, you're going to be feuding with this guy, or it's literally a, literally a backstage thing. Where, like, he's like, well, who do you want to feud with next? He's like, Daniel Bryan, because he's the hottest guy in the city, mm-hmm. right, in the streets. Because, like, that was, that was the, you know, the TV storyline was like, I get to choose my opponent, and I choose Daniel Bryan. Right. So, I wonder if that's, like, you know, if that's art imitating life, backstage, politics, or whatever. Because, like, going to SummerSlam, and, you, and, you know, Cena... Cena and Punk at that point were like they're the whole neck and neck deal. Um, Punk goes nuts at WrestleMania, blows out his knee trying to <laughs> go going nuts. He's gone for weeks getting the MCL fixed up, and then fights uh, and then continues his feud that he had the year before with, with Jericho. Jericho. And he's like, "How do I stay hot?" And because you, you know, like what's about to happen is he's about to get, you're doing this whole dissension thing with with Heyman and is leading the uh, money in the bank when Heyman turns on on uh. Um, Punk and then Punk has that match with, has the, the Lesnar thing. I mean, it's like damn, like where do you go? Where do I go? 
hmm, I guess I'll choose. Like, I wonder, like, if that's thing, like, I, you know, you spend some time, you spend some more time around Dan Brown than you otherwise would never have and realize, like, hmm, maybe I should choose this dude. Right. Or whatever. Or I, I would love to know that. Like, who, like, who, is it, like, the booking committee slash Vince or just, like, or he's, like, called off and like, nah, this needs to be doing, I need a few with it. trying to stay hot. So, um, after that SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan wins his first title. He goes into the long storyline with the authority. CM Punk becomes disenchanted with WWE at this point. We get the uh, championship ascension ceremony where Orton and Cena are unifying those titles that have been there. In Seattle. In Seattle. Uh, Daniel Bryan takes over uh, the chance, and it's like they have all the legends in the ring. Shawn Michaels acts like he's about to come out of retirement and everything. Uh, going into the Royal Rumble, you know, like I said, these things end badly. These eras end badly. Um, CM Punk walks out the day after uh, getting pulled out of Royal Rumble by Kane and show slammed through a table. Yeah, I mean, it's what a fucking elimination! Yeah, we should young Metro that. Oh man! Like it makes all of a sudden that man's wrestling and all of a sudden like Kane grabs that man and then grabs that man from underneath the ring. If you don't and mess Metro don't trust you. The table. Beautiful morning. Because that's the last time we see that man forever. Yep. Like you know, disregarding that UFC thing. Like that's the last time I ever saw CM Punk. Well, I meant like, forever. I meant like on WWE yeah. television. Yep. Yeah, it just done so. And then of course, Daniel Bryan goes through. Uh, you know. To WrestleMania 30 after uh, Occupy, you know, Yes Movement. Occupy, Raw. Like, Batista's, all, like, Batista's. Batista's absolutely the drizzling shits at that point. But was he, though? Yes. He, he, he got it back, like, right before WrestleMania. But in January, in February, like, as soon as it got to March and he was having matches on TV in March, he was fine. But it took him a couple months to, to, get, a, to get it rolling. But I mean, the dude hadn't wrestled since 2010. What were you, like? He he. It wasn't like he was working shows like somewhere else, and then like right. came back. Like he literally, maybe WWE should have figured that out. Did not work for from twenty from WrestleMania 10. I'm sorry, WrestleMania 10. My God, not that long. But from WrestleMania 26 to like getting ready for the Royal Rumble, like right before WrestleMania 30. Right. Like, like he wasn't on the road. He wasn't doing nothing. Like what do you like? What were you? Expecting? Expect him. Now, he got blown up in the Royal Rumble, of course. One thing I forgot to mention, also a, a pattern in these um, things, like the people that take over the next era kind of pop up in earnest during the previous one. Like, uh, you know, in the new generation era, Austin wins the King of the Ring. The Shield debuts in 2012, you know, a couple years right. before it's time to take their throne. An exception to that is Brock, who just shows up and he's the man immediately. Um, Cena comes out with the whole rapper thing and Batista's in Evolution uh, before 2005. So they figured these guys out, but then, you know, after, <laughs> it's a you know hard and fast landing. I mean, that's pretty much the, the whole thing is like, and that's what the reason why it's so frustrating for the current state of affair with like the part-time guys and like the, being at the top of the card at WrestleMania is the fact that like, this is sort of what doomed WCW and Nitro and Thunder. Like, it's just mm-hmm. the fact that, like, you're supposed to have these guys that were, like, you have these guys that are in the main event, right in the, in the main event, they're the main eventers now. Yep. And then, like, two, three, at the latest four years from now, pulling up those guys should not be the same. The main event should not be the same. But, lo and behold, you look, okay, go through, like, the main events of 96, right? 
the main event I say is Hogan versus everybody, right? So it's Hogan versus Flair, Hogan versus uh, Luger, Hogan versus Macho Man, Hogan versus Piper, whatever. Yeah. Um, the next year is Hogan versus Sting, but Sting was already a main event guy in the company. Yeah. Um, then like the only star they ever really built as anything as a real main event was Goldberg, and they said, "Hey, never mind." Like. Fuck all that. And by the time you get to the Zap him. And by the time you get to the Starcade, like he didn't even get a year before he gets fucked over. Zap him. Right. And it's like, okay, let's say after Goldberg. Who are the other guys that that they that they not the guys that could have done it because we know looking back in retrospect that Eddie could have done it, Ray could have done it, uh Benoit could have done it, Booker could have done it. Who besides Goldberg and in ninety eight? Who else was even presented as a guy that could have been, like, at that point? Like, you look at 98. I would say like, Scott Steiner, you know, could have done it. Yeah. Like, I think, he, had, he had a couple years. I think years Steiner might have been the only guy they would have, like, that, uh, and, and, and because you know all the politics, I think the only guy that could have been up and there would have wanted, wanted to do it. Because, like, but at the same time, like, he probably could have got kneecapped because, like, Flair hates his fucking guts. So, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, Flair doesn't have Bischoff's ear, but, like, Nash would have been like, okay. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's really no reason why, like, Giant has to leave and yeah. go somewhere else. Like, he should have been the fucking, even the fucking main event. Just look at him for right. his fucking sake. <laughs> I'm not saying he's yeah. a great worker. He's a, he's a far better worker than he, now than he was even back then, but still, like... Yeah. You have a fucking gigantic human being that's that, super athletic. A dude that's like literally the same size as Shaq are doing missile drop kicks. I think that'll draw. <laughs> in, in 1999. Just a thought. Okay. So, clear end of an era. Daniel Bryan hands back the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Punk's gone. So, from the pipe bomb to a day, Bryan has hand the belt back. Yep. Um, during the the end of that time, they're laying the foundation for the next era in NXT, uh, where they have you know the, they had the Shield pass through there. They had the Wyatt family in 2013, and then 2014 you start getting Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and all these guys. You and know what? It's probably not bad because like as Daniel Bryan hands off the belt, like the main event becomes the Shield versus Evolution. Yeah. And then, like, right after that, the shield, like, breaks up, splits off. And in theory, yeah. this should be the shield's era right now. That brings us to the Royal Rumble 2015, um, you know, after, you know, they just finish out the year. And like I said, the groundwork for the rest of 2014 is being laid in NXT, which is, like, the golden era of NXT, in a sense. And by that time, Owens is on the main roster the next year. Zayn comes up to follow him. Uh, and they've got different other things working down there. They, you know, we call someone like Rusev, and you got different stuff like that going. But from January 2015 until I think it's still going on. So pretty much like we're in the era of like. The top the, the baby part facing the top and, guy, the part timer, the top baby facing and boot out the fucking gym. Yep, and and I don't know, like looking at the trends, like two to three years, like this has got to end soon. Like this experiment has to end. Like it, like like based on their history, like we're looking at SummerSlam 
or like next year's WrestleMania, like as a as a line in the sand. You we would think. I mean, you would think, but at the same time, like the part time, like eventually part time is going to end. Like, well, no, because like eventually some of these part timers are going to be like the part time. They're going to swap them out. Yeah, it's like it's going to be Randy Orton and John Cena are going to be the part timers because they're both over. Orton's thirty six, Cena's thirty nine. Yeah, like eventually those, and you know, Cena's doing the you know. Is doing all the Hollywood stuff. Eventually, he's not gonna have time to be out here, trying like trying to pretend it, like still trying to pretend that he can do both things, right? Eventually, he's gonna be like, "Hey, man, Hollywood's calling. I can come back only for this amount of time, and you know, like hopefully, I won't, I, you know, nothing big comes up to where like I can't, I, I can, you know, avoid being on a film set for, you know, for this time during WrestleMania season. Well, you better hope, like yeah. it's Right at that point, and then like Orton, you know, all it takes is a wrong bump with Orton's, by all accounts, from Orton's neck and, and his shoulders and shit for him not to go back into surgery or whatever. So who knows? And then um, in this time, I would say what's unique to this era, WWE they can't decide who they want to be. Uh, do they want to be this company that lives on this nostalgia, or do they want to su- attempt to sign every single free agent that ever comes available? And it creates, like, uh, identity crisis. Like, are we the, com- the company of Nakamura, AJ Styles, and potentially, like, Kenny Omega? Or are we still leaning on Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and The Undertaker for WrestleMania? Like, it's like, who are you right now? But the thing is, I think they're showing us They're McDonald's. Like, they're McDonald's. It's like, okay, like, we sell bad hamburgers or whatever and milkshakes and and, um, and fries and, like, you know, you guys, you know, we're starting to see that you guys want to eat healthier, right? Here's a salad. Oh, you guys go to Starbucks all the time and, like, you know, because y'all like all, you like, you know, your coffee thing and be able to sit down. All right, well, let's remodel our um, restaurants and have nicer uh, things you can sit down in and then let's sell Frappuccinos. Mm-hmm. It is the same business, uh... I think like, like we're trying to do like we're like we're trying to be basically everything to every to everybody or whatever because we want to have everybody's business mm-hmm. and you have to come to the conclusion that you're the biggest show in town like so be what you want to be um and I mean hopefully that means are they doing that I mean at WrestleMania I mean when it comes to when it comes to the big things, yeah, they are. I mean, right? Like you have okay. Like let's do it like this, right? Yeah. Look at the big. Look at the main events of all the big shows. Um, if the, let's start at let's do WrestleMania. Let's because we're at WrestleMania thirty three. Let's go back one year. WrestleMania thirty two. The main event or last two matches are Undertaker versus Shane, and then the main event is. Roman Reigns versus Triple H. Um, you go to mm. Summer, you go to SummerSlam uh, of of last year. The main event is Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. You go to Survivor Series. The main event of Survivor Series is Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. We go to Royal Rumble. Randy Orton was a Royal Rumble. Mm. The main event, and we go to this WrestleMania. The main event of WrestleMania is Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Basically, 
And then the second match is probably going to be what? Undertaker versus Roman Reigns? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the third match? What would you say is the third match? Third match would be... I guess uh, the Universal... No, no, that's going to be the other one, so... Shane versus AJ, maybe? I don't know. Shane versus AJ, then there's... uh, What's the other big match? The the, the intergender tag match? Triple H and Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. That is the third match. Let's look forward to it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of our stroll through uh, some of the eras in WWE history. I, I seem to think that uh, WWE is trying to defy their own history at this point because it's like they, they haven't really gotten the ball for this era rolling. So I feel like they're using every cheap trick in the book to make it work, like, we're going to bring back all our part-time guys to make it seem like these guys are the ones driving the wagon. But the thing is, it's become so homogenized that no individual guys are really drawing or driving the the interest. It's just like... Except for Cena. Yeah, except for Cena. And, you know, Cena's at a point is like, do you want to build the company around Cena right now? Like... Not really. I mean, you have no other choice given, like, what the other options are. Like, if the... Uh, okay, so, if... I mean, and obviously this, is, might, this may have changed, but, like, if... You've done all of this work over... And you've turned... And you've bent, your, bent over backwards to get... They hand the ball to Roman Reigns, and, and like, Roman Reigns ain't trash. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, Roman Reigns, like, his drawing power is no better than... Then Dean Ambrose, who has gotten under, who has gotten none but jack shit over his 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 entire like solo career, then then no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And in that case, like no, it doesn't matter who's champion. So you can do things like let Brock be champion and take the belt and be gone for three months mm-hmm. and then come back. Um, like if do, we had a super mega things, star, that would never happen. You can do exactly on an everyday basis. Exactly, you can do things like. Take, like, make Bill Goldberg in the year two thousand of our Lord two thousand seventeen be the fucking champion, like, and then give it to Brock Lesnar, who will then probably not fucking show up and defend it until some SummerSlam. Like that's you know, like what is happening that to this business? That, like, that, clearly <laughs> means, that clearly means that there are like the start doesn't matter. Like that, like if Reigns was actually an actual draw, that would have never happened. Yep. Yeah, uh, I I don't I I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, clearly, like we 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 went through WWE history and kind of trying to see what worked, when, why it fell off, the the crash ending to most of these places and kind of what it led to. And looking at the future, as I mentioned before, I feel like you know the next turn should be coming. Who knows what it's gonna be. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I heard that uh, Finn might be on TV in the next like, couple weeks. Yeah. I, I don't know what he does. Maybe he can win the title of the, the Monday after WrestleMania. And then reset it from he, there, from the, Brock. What do you think he like? What do you think he does at WrestleMania? I would know him. I'd bring Joe? him out the next night. Well, he could do Joe. But, I mean, yeah, I mean... They I just did I, that in NXT, though, so, I mean... No, but you know, but you know they like to pretend like nobody yeah. watches NXT. Because, I mean, at, as, given 
the network subscriptions you have to assume that like most people don't. Right. Because they don't. Right. So, um, yeah, I would I would say, you know, they wrestle each other before. You know, they can have a good match. I mean, may as well. He could just go over to SmackDown and fight AJ Styles, but you know, whatever. They're not. T- um. they're, they're not putting it. They're not putting Finn Balor on Raw on SmackDown after what they did with him on Raw. And also, you gotta keep in mind, like Reigns gotta get that win back eventually. There, he's that too. I forgot about that for, but like you know, there's a good chance that like there's going to be a draft at the WrestleMania. Yeah, I would think there's going to be one in like June or July. You would think that, but you know, historically, all of them have always been right at the WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and you know, they there's going to be a huge there'll be a shitload of guys that are going to be leaving, so mm-hmm. they're going to have these something to shake up and have new feuds, and then they're gonna. Maybe the next era starts right after WrestleMania 33, for all, all we know. Hmm. Era of Nakamura, let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Because those guys that don't speak English as the first language, that, that like they, those those guys' careers work out so well in like the year 2017. <laughs> so sorry, I was on the tag team with Sheamus. <laughs> Poor guy. real's yeah. uh, not with the company. Yeah. Anyone else you can think of? Huh? Anyone else you can think of? No, I would say that those guys are talented enough to where they should be in higher positions or with the company still. Right. Let alone, like, look, so, yeah, I don't think I need to say anything more than the fact that, like, Nakamura is still in NXT. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just absurd. That should, that should pretty much tell you what they think of him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to wrap up the show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, check out the Wrestling Square Circle on Facebook. We didn't take questions this week. Uh, we kind of ran into, like, you know, time issues, but... Uh, we will be back. When is Fastlane? Fastlane, I think March third. Okay, March so 7th. we got. We probably will get another show in next week. We'll probably end up being our preview episode for Fastlane, and then uh, we will get to it. Then uh, I'll be appearing on Chad Matthews' show after Fastlane, as customary after Raw pay per views, which I'll shoot you guys the link uh, in the in the uh, group. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to add on here, James? Before we get up out of here? Uh, Wrestling-wise, no. 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 Okay. Um, everybody stay safe. Uh, make sure you guys check out... Uh, there's some New Japan stuff coming up that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but that's it. Later. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.